Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Oh, praise God. Well, welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. This is Daryl Boucher. And uh, today we're going to get into some fun stuff here. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> um, kind of challenging, but uh, but still uh, just part of the kingdom of God. We're going to get into talk, start talking about love a little bit today. And uh, this is, you know, God is love and love is God. And if, if we're not walking in love, then, hey, you know, honestly, nothing in the kingdom is absent of love. I can't walk in in the kingdom without walking in love. And I, you know, obviously ever since I've been saved, I've been going through Bible school and, and all this stuff, I would hear a lot about love. I would hear a lot about walking in love. And, and I didn't ever deny it. I just didn't really um, embrace it as much as I should have. Uh, because I, I didn't deny it. I'll go, yeah, we need to walk in love, da, da, da. but I didn't really pursue it. You know, it, it, the Bible says to pursue love. And, uh, and this is what we need to do. We need to pursue love. Um, but, you know, understanding love is such a different thing. It, you know, really, uh, this is a few years back. Uh, I was in prayer, and the Lord really got a hold of me about this. And uh, I was I was praying for some people, you know, that that I know, and um, and I was I was you know genuinely, sincerely praying for them. And uh, and I was really having a difficult time praying for them. You know, it's like I would hit, I don't know about you, but I would hit the, like the certain area where I was praying for them and I was just, you know, wanting them to be blessed, wanting them to walk in goodness and health and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just praying for them. And then I would just kind of reach a certain level where it's like I could feel there was a resistance in my soul. Like, eh, do I really want them to walk in that highest? You know, what, there was something like holding me back, like a tether or something. And so I just, I asked the Lord, I go, Lord, why am I having problems praying for them? And, uh, and he goes, and he was really clear. He goes, well, do you really love them? And uh, and obviously he asked me that for a reason because I wasn't really loving them. I was wanting the best for them. I was, you know, just, you know, had good intentions toward them. I had good wishes toward them, but I wasn't really loving them. And uh, so, I, you know, I had to get real frank with it and be like, okay, Lord, I need to repent. And I need to learn. I need to learn how to love people more. I need to learn what love really looks like in your kingdom. And so, uh, because love is our nature. Love. If I have the divine, if I have the divine nature of God on the inside of me, then I have the love of God shed abroad in my heart. And I don't want to put a tourniquet on that. I don't want to meter that out. Love can't be metered out. Love is all in. You know, love can't do anything but pour out. And so. I began to just kind of walk this out and I'm still walking it out. Praise God. And I'm still, I'm still, um, you know, you know, just really pursuing it. I'm running after love. I'm, you know, it's not, it's not hiding from me. Uh, I'm just having to break through anything in my soul that tries to resist not loving people. And, uh, and you know, like I said, people might not have a problem with that and praise God, but, but, there, if I'm having a problem with my faith, if I'm not walking in the fullness of the anointing or the power or whatever in my life, uh, I've heard it said time and time again, and it's true every time I need to check my love walk. I need to find out, am I actually loving the people around me? Or, you know, do I have a counterfeit version of love? Do I have a uh, you know, am I only loving people on my own terms? Am I only loving people the way I want to love them instead of the way Jesus loves them? Uh, you know, there, there are certain, there, you know, we, we can tend to have counterfeits in our life that we 
call you know love or we call joy or we call peace or whatever but they're not what god calls those things and so we need to humble ourselves to the highest way that god has so anyway with this though there's a verse in verse uh in 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 the in the word ver first john chapter three excuse me let me get that out first john chapter three and it says in verse 14 we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren he that loves not his brother abides in death. Man, that's a serious verse, right? And, of course, this whole chapter, all of First John really deals with love. But the, the, these chapters of 3 and 4 just deal with love so well. And here he's, he's just like saying there is no middle ground on this. And he goes, this, he goes, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loves not the brother, his brother abides in death. That is strong. And the funny thing is we, we tend to want to want things to be light and fun and airy, you know, or we want some kind of, uh, you know, mystical, magical, you know, revelation. You know, I remember, you know, one time I was listening to, you know, a minister who'd been in ministry for decades, you know, and, and he had pretty much, the Lord gave him a, uh, you know, directive to teach a certain subject to the body of Christ decades earlier. And he'd been doing it for decades, teaching basically the same subject over and over and over again. And, uh, he said, oh yeah, he said, somebody came up to me one time and said, uh, Hey, why don't, why don't you, you know, teach on these other subjects? And, and he goes, well, once you start doing what I ask, what, what I'm teaching right now, then I'll, maybe I'll switch. <laughs> he goes, but the Lord hadn't, hadn't moved him off of it yet because, you know, hadn't let him teach anything else because the the body still wasn't doing what they were being taught. And so, you know, when we're talking about love, you know, I know we, we like to get into a lot of, there's a lot of cool revelation. There's a lot of things that you could get into with, you know, oh, you know, what happened between Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two and all those other things. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying there's not value to that, but we need to major on the majors. The, 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 the principle and the truth of love is taught throughout the Word from Genesis to Revelation hundreds and hundreds of times, and how much are we doing it? You know, or are we just so caught up in other things that we are neglecting love? We're not pursuing love. We're pursuing deeper revelation on something else. We're pursuing something cool that sounds amazing, or we're pursuing something that we've never heard before. We're pursuing something that is, you know, oh, you know, the 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 ancient Hebrew is this, the ancient Greek is that, da 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 da. And I'm not opposed to Hebrew and Greek, but man, I want to major on what God majors on, and I it, love is everything. So. Here he says, we know we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. So there is a threshold between death and life that, that we can know that we have passed from death unto life. So sometimes when we're, when we're lacking confidence in our walk with God, it's because we're not walking in love. Here he says, we know we've passed from death unto life. There is a confidence in us when we love others. Love is 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 so it's like the purest form of God's DNA. And when we're walking in that purity, there is a confidence that comes with that. And when we're not walking in confidence, many times it's because we, we have not, we have not purpose to love. Love is, you know, faith works by love. If I'm not, if my faith isn't working right, it's because love isn't working on me. You know, love is the, it's, it's literally the foundation of everything in God's kingdom and heart and nature. And therefore, if, if that part of my walk is not stable and sure, nothing else is going to be stable and sure because it is literally the foundation. 
And so here it says that I know I've passed from death unto life, but because I love the brethren. And he goes, he that loves not his brother is still abiding in death. There's still, there, there's this thing called death, which basically means you're separated from the life of God. There's, there's areas of your life that are still separated because we're not walking in love. And, and we're still abiding in death. And the picture that God showed me about this a few years ago was just that 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 the, a lot of the, a lot of times in the body of Christ, we know we're supposed to love, and we might even love, like I said, on our own terms. We'll pick and choose who we love, or we'll pick and choose how we love, or whatever. But we're not abiding in life. Then we're still abiding in death. And, and the way that He put it to me is that there's a lot of Christians who are um, they're they're still abiding in death, but they'll take a vacation over into love every now and then. You know, in other words, they'll, they'll, they'll love somebody just enough to kind of like take a vacation over into life. So they're abiding in death. They live in, that word abide means you make your residence there. It means that's where you're, that's where you're, you're that's where you live. That's where you abide. That's where you're, the majority of your life is spent. And so even though, you know, Rachel and I, we, we live in Greeley, Colorado right now, but doesn't mean that we stay here forever. In other words, there's times when we go to Denver. There's times when we go up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, or we go visit my sister, you know, that lives up in, in uh, you know, Buford, Wyoming. So there's times when we visit other places, but we still abide in Greeley, okay? And so even though we might be visiting other places and you know, we'll take a vacation or we'll go over to see, you know, uh, our, our, our side of the family on Rachel's side in Missouri or we'll go to Oregon and do different, different things. And, of course, I travel and minister, so I'll travel, but I still abide in Greeley. And so this is what happens, though, is people, Christians will abide in death, but they'll take vacations into life once in a while, or they'll go and they'll do, they'll, 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 they'll drive and, and take, uh, they'll go over to life and they'll, they'll abide in life for a little while, but they're not really abiding there. They're just visiting. They're visiting. They're tourists in the kingdom of life. And so they're going, get, they're getting the coffee mug that says life on it. They're getting the, the refrigerator magnet that says life on it. They're, they're getting the t-shirt that says life on it, but then they come back and they abide in death. So there's they're still abiding in separation, but every now and then they'll take a they'll take a vacation into life, and and because they take a vacations every now and then they think they they think that that that's what God designed for them. That's not true. We're supposed to abide in life. We're literally supposed to have our our our. Our, our being in him, our, our every thought and being and cell and molecule of our, of our spirit, soul, and body is literally supposed to be abiding in love and life and peace and joy and strength. So that's what we're stewarding all day, every day. You know, uh, you know, once again, as he is, so are we on this earth, that we are ambassadors of a different kingdom on this earth. We're not just enduring the earth until we get to go to heaven. We are literally see with him in heavenly places, and we are pouring heaven into the earth. Earth. But that takes us abiding in life, and and to do that we have to love. It says that those who don't, if we're not walking in love, we're still abiding in death. Even though we might visit life once in a while, even though we might have the coffee mug that says life on it, it doesn't mean that we abide there. Just because you know Rachel has you know a hundred coffee mugs, that's kind of an exaggeration. It might not be that, but anyway, uh, she has a lot. Uh, but and she might have a lot of coffee mugs that say a lot of things on them we still abide in Greeley. 
you know, and so this is the, so understand that, that even though we could we could partake of life every now and then, we could partake of peace and joy every now and then. We can go to church. We can we can have good prayer times. We can have you know times even in our own in our own home where we're we're experiencing the presence of God from time to time. Are we abiding there? Are we abiding in life? Well, the only way we abide in life is we actually love the brethren. He literally tells us this is the this is how we know. This is the barometer. This is how we know that we actually have passed from death unto life. This is how we know we changed our residence. This is how we know that we've actually changed our residence. We've filled out the 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 change of address form. You know, this is where we're getting our mail now. Is in life. You know, we're we're literally in life. This is how we know is we love the brethren. My my disposition toward my brother is the barometer of, and I'm, when we talk about brotherhood, we're talking about the brethren. We're talking about the body of Christ. We're talking about our brothers and sisters in the Lord and the people around us. It doesn't; they don't have to be saved, obviously, for us to be them to be counted as brethren. But, the, but here's the thing: my disposition, my disposition is how I know I've passed from death into life. That's that's the barometer. That's literally if, if I if I want to if I want to literally have a, a, a you know litmus test on my love walk or on my or or on my abiding walk. Am I abiding in life? The litmus test is my love for my brother, because I'm not. I can't do the both. He says literally right here. It says he that loves not his brother abides in death. Still, even though you can still partake of life once in a while, you're abiding in death. The, the whole time you're not loving your brother. And so, so, um, when, when we're doing this now, like I said, I, I, this is, man, God was just talking to me about this. I was going back through first John. First John is like one of my favorite books. I love it so much. And, uh, and he, he deals with love so much in first John and he doesn't leave a lot of room for any wiggle there. Right. It's, it's not like, oh, well, you know, there's no asterisks on that verse that says, you know, that, you know, there's no asterisk that says I only have to love my brother if they dot, 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 or if they haven't done this to me or that to me or whatever. He's just talking about love. He's talking about a love that literally sets us free from certain things. Now, with that, of course, we know the the love chapter. Love chapter is, is 1 Corinthians 13, you know, is what people think of as the love chapter. And the whole Bible is a love book. It's, it's for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, and, and you know, he, he died for us. And this is how we are, we're, we're designed to love people that we we lay down our life for them. Now, in 1 Corinthians 13, though, he, he makes this statement. This is something that the Lord was bringing to me a few years back when I was really, uh, when I began a purposeful pursuit of love. And this, it really began to change me. Um, it was just when I began to purposely pursue love. Before this, um, I wasn't in disagreement with love. I wasn't, you know, contentious against love. I wasn't, you know, if, if people, you know, wanted to teach on love, I'd be like, yes, amen, I'll agree with you all day long. But that doesn't mean I was pursuing love. And um, and something about, it's it's interesting because, you know, when when God in, he talked about it obviously in Genesis, he, ta- he talks about it in Deuteronomy, he talks about it in Romans, but he says, he, you know, he sets before us life and death. Therefore, choose life. Right, and that word "choose" is a very active word. It 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 means that we, you know, in Matthew seven, we ask, so we think we knock. We are pursuing something, but he doesn't say either choose life or choose death. He just says choose life because he knows that if I'm not choosing life, I am by default operating in death. 
I don't have to choose death to operate in death. I have to choose life to operate in life, though. I have to choose it. And so, because it is it is contrary to this world system. And so, a lot of times what we think is that if we're not choosing death, then we're not operating in death. That's not true. If I'm not choosing life, I'm automatically operating in death. I'm, operate, I'm automatically operating in a separation from life if I'm not choosing life, if I'm not purposing to do it. So with me, I realized that when I began to pursue love, you know, all those years, I mean, I, I you know, was once again, partaking of the love of God and, and operating in it was sometimes, but because I wasn't pursuing it, I was actually automatically allowing, you know, the, the separation of life to have some kind of dominance in my life. And, and it began to really challenge how I view a lot of things. Now over here in first Corinthians 13, of course it says here, though I, verse one, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I mean, I'm, in the King James it says charity, but we know the word is love. I become a sounding brass or a, cl- a, th- a clinging simple, symbol. It says, and uh, though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and have all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. And then it begins to talk about, you know, what love looks like. You know, it says it suffers long, it's kind, uh, it envies not, it, it, it doesn't puff itself up. Um, it, you know, love does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not, seeks not its own, it's not easily provoked, and thinks no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now, he says, uh, but whether there be prophecies, they will fail, and whether there be tongues, they will cease, and whether there be knowledge, it will vanish away. For we, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Now, he, here he's talking about this power of love, though, and he says that, first of all, um, you know, in that verse verse 8, he says, love never fails, uh, but whether there be prophecies, they will, they will fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, and, and knowledge shall vanish away. Um I was talking I was t- talking to a guy one time who who was referring to these verses and he had actually had an encounter where he went to heaven and when he was in heaven he you know he saw you know people you know like they were they were speaking in tongues they were prophesying you know I mean the gifts of the spirit were active there and so that you know he he went back and he was looking at this at this text and he's like well it says there's a, that that certain things are going to pass away they're going to cease and um and so he went to his pastor, who was a Greek scholar, and they looked up this verse. And uh, so his pastor was looking up, you know, the Greek, you know, etymology of it. And he said, no, actually, he says, when you read these verses and it says that prophesy, prophecies will fail and tongues will cease and knowledge will, will vanish away, he said, the language there in the Greek does not mean that they're going to end. It means that they're going to pause, they're going to shift position, and they're, then they're going to keep going. Which means that they take on a different uh, uh, function. Okay, that's what the, that's what this verse means when it talks about prophecies will fail, tongues will cease, and knowledge will vanish away. It's actually talking about when we get to heaven, it's going to look different in heaven. It's still going to be 
active is still going to be happening, but it's going to pause, it's going to shift direction, it's going to head a different way because it's going to take on a different function in heaven than it does on the earth. But that's why he says love never fails because love isn't going to do that between here and heaven. Love looks the same in heaven as it does here. That's a powerful thing to understand, that love never fails. It doesn't mean that, that, it, that, it, that it overcomes everything, even though it does. In this text, it literally means it doesn't look any different than it does in heaven. It literally, it, it, if I'm walking in love here on the earth, I'm walking in heavenly love. I'm walking in the same love that God walks in. I'm actually allowing the purest form of heaven to come out of me when I'm loving one another. Now, but he says here, uh, with this, this is what the Lord was showing me in verses 1 and ver- basically 1 through 3, where he says, I can speak in the tongues of men and the angels and have not love. Um, he goes, I can give have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries, have all knowledge. I can have all faith. I can remove mountains, I can, uh, I, but I can still not have love because I could, I could give all my goods to the poor. I can give my body to be burned and have not love. And it says it doesn't profit me anything. And when he was just, when he brought me to that verse, I was just reading these things. I was going, oh my goodness, there's so many different parts of the body of Christ that emphasize different things. Some parts of the body emphasize, you know, um, just the the charitable giving, you know, toward toward the community and their outreach in the community. And that's all great. Some emphasize faith, you know, and, and how much faith we have in walking in faith. And that's fine. And, 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 and believing and speaking. Some emphasize, uh, you know, speaking in tongues. Some emphasize walking in the mysteries. And some emphasize the prophetic at such a high level. So here he is. He is literally listing the different streams of the body of Christ or different camps or however you want to say that. He's listing different parts of the body and what they emphasize. And he's, he's calling out every part of the body. And he's going, it doesn't matter what you emphasize. You could think that you're emphasizing the right things, but if you're not walking in love, it's not going to profit you anything. And he's literally saying that the body of Christ in all of its capacity, in all the different denominations and facets and streams and camps and different things like this, all the different parts of the body, there is a there, there is almost like a workaround that we try to do that says, well, if I just if I just speak in tongues enough, I don't have to walk in love. Or if I just give my body to be burned and I if I sacrifice my my time and my energy and I just I lay down all of my I become a sacrifice for everybody, then I don't have to walk in love. You know, you can do that and still not walk in love, the Bible says. It says you can give all everything you own to the poor, still not walk in love. You can literally have faith to remove mountains, still not walk in love. You can speak with 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 tongues of men and of angels, still not walk in love. We can we can prophesy and understand all mysteries, have so much revelation knowledge, still not walk in love. Oh my goodness, this is a powerful thing because it shows me that there are so many workarounds that we try to do as Christians that we're trying to replace love with something else. We're like, oh, well, you know, I'll just get more revelation knowledge. I'll just, I'll prophesy. I'll, 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 you know, have, I'll, I'll walk in the gifts of the spirit. None of that means that I'm loving somebody. And this is, I mean, where I came to this, where it's like, my goodness, if, if none of this means I love somebody, if, if none of this means that I love them, then, then, then what does it really mean to love them? And I, was, I, I remember I was just praying. I was going, Lord, what, what does it really mean? What does it mean for me to love somebody? And I was driving in my car when I was praying. And he spoke to me really clearly. He goes, you know what it means. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, yeah, you know. And I'm like, yes, I do. I know what it means to love somebody. Because there are obviously people in my lo- my life you know my, my my wife and our family and these different ones that i love them which means that when they come to mind when they come up into my mind i only pour out to them i i i just so badly want them 
to experience such of the blessing. All I have is good thoughts toward them. It doesn't mean I'm blind to weaknesses. It just means all I have is good for them. All I have, I don't, I don't have accusational thoughts toward them, even though I, I know that there's faults in their life. I, I, I don't have any accusational thoughts toward them. I don't have any uh, thoughts of criticalness toward them. I just am pouring out. I just, I want to know what I can do. You know, the, the, the moment they come into my, my mind, I'm thinking, what can I do to bless them? What can I do? What can I do to make sure that they are actually walking in the fullness of God? What can I do? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm like almost like giddy about it. You know what I'm saying? This is what love is. Love is where you're like, you're so giddy about seeing that person, being around that person, you know, not, not just because of a romantic love, but because of, you just know and you want to do something. How can I pray for them? What can I do? And you get in you get like so just caught up in 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 even thinking about their blessing, even thinking about what you can do. You're, you're like running to go and bless somebody. That's 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 the love of God. And you know, if, if I'm if I'm if when somebody comes up into my mind and I have this, you know, accusational or critical thought or different things or I'm or I'm struggling to try to get to bless them. It's because I haven't laid down my life yet. I haven't laid down, you know, that 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 the rights that I think I have to feel offended or to feel justified or to feel hurt or to feel whatever. And and so I have a justification that says I don't have to love them with the same love I have for this other person over here. And that's not true. They are all the children of God. Everybody on this planet was born by God, and that's why we carry their ministry of reconciliation, that they, they deserve to know their Father. They deserve to know the love of their Father. And so when we walk in love, I just, I just man, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing a big deep thing into this right now. I'm sure I'll get into it more as we go in different times. But for today, man, I just, you know, the one thing that he showed me, just this was just a few weeks back I was in prayer and I was just praying out the love of God. I was just praying out, my, 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 my foot is on the gas pedal of love, I tell you. And it's been on it for a while now and it's still just, it is just foot down on the gas pedal of love. And I want to love people so much more and I want to break off any kind of stupid little prejudices I have or bias or justifications that I have or just stupid excuses I have not to just pour out the love of God to people all the time. And, and it begins in my, in my thought life. That's where it begins. It begins in my, in my filter toward them, in my, in my predisposition toward them. Uh, you know, that, that's where love, it never fails. How, how, when I get to heaven, you know, Love, love never fails. Love is the same in heaven as it is here. So when I begin to operate in love here, I'm operating in the purest form of heaven. And, and so how, how are we going to view everybody in heaven? There's nobody in heaven that we're going to have a problem with. Doesn't mean that they didn't make mistakes on the earth. Doesn't mean that they didn't sit on the earth. Doesn't mean that they didn't offend people. Doesn't mean they didn't hurt people on the earth. But I'm not going to have a problem loving them. And so I can't, I don't have the right to have a problem now. And so but with that, though, honestly, uh, just just not too long ago, several weeks ago, I was in prayer, and uh, and I was just praying out the love of God, and and God, you know, the way He put it to me that day, He goes, He goes, today, He goes, I don't want you to focus on loving everybody. He goes, I want you to focus on loving this person, and He brought that person up into my heart. Oh, He's so funny. He brought that person up into my heart that was like one of the toughest person, for, one of the toughest people for me to love. He goes, I want you, to, I want you to focus today on this person and just love them. He goes, love them 
the way that I love them. And honestly, I, I just, I almost laugh. I go, God, you're so good. Cause he wants us that free. He wants, he wants me to love them so I could be free. He wants me to love them so they could be free of anything that I'm putting on them. But he wants such freedom that he's like, yeah, don't worry about loving, you know, everybody on the planet today. Love that one person that you were offended by. Love that one person. You know, it says in Matthew chapter five, when Jesus said, Hey, we need to love those who hate us. We need to bless those who curse us. We need to pray for those who spitefully use us. Man, if they, if they, want something from us give us two give them two he goes that's when you're that's when you're acting like your father in heaven you know and you're perfect as your father in heaven is perfect when we love like that when we're when when we love without condition when we love just just because that's our nature on the inside of us and we're not putting a tourniquet on that love it's shed abroad in our hearts it's actually in us it's pouring out of us and so we don't have the right to hold it back. With, with there, there's no asterisks, asterisks on that love. And so today, I just want us just to, you know, just love so much at a higher level. Pursue love, not just toward your immediate family, you know, not just toward the ones that, that you know, are just easy, as it were. Man, find that person maybe in your past or in your present that just rubs you the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? That just, that just you, you have the internal justification that you don't, you know, need to think about them in the highest regard and just, just allow that right to be obliterated in the love of God and say, okay, father, who are they to you? Who is this person? Who is this man or woman to you? Who are they your child? And you, you died for them. They are worthy of the blood of Jesus and they are called and gifted by God to actually operate in the love of God. And they are, they are worthy of God's love. They're worthy of my love. They are born to be loved, and they're born to actually allow love to pour out of them. And I want to—I don't want to hold that back, and I don't want to hold them back from walking in what they're supposed to be walking in. So anyway, I, just today, I just want us to just just to understand when we operate in that level of love, we know we've passed from death unto life because of our love for the brethren. Father, right now, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord God. You've shown us how to, how to do this with confidence. You've shown us how to do it with boldness, and you've given us the nature to do it. We have your divine nature of love in us. Your love is shed abroad in our hearts. And we thank you. We choose to release it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.